This is So Far So Rare, a podcast about all things so rare. So, Gary, welcome to the So Far So Rare podcast, or maybe you should have been welcoming me, but <laughs> we're here anyway. Yeah, we're um, in the office. Lots of questions. I don't know if you know this, but in like the So Rare world, it's actually like we refer to people as like boomers, and they're people who come in when you tweeted Valentine's Day 2021. Yes. My girlfriend wasn't happy because I was balls deep at that stage. Yes. I seen the tweet and I was like, I got to get more in here. I need, I need to get on this train. <laughs> a lot of people, we kind of refer to them, it's the Gary V boom. Yes. Have you been following it a bit? Mm-hmm. Because I haven't been seeing you talking about it as much as maybe you did a year ago. Yeah, I've been, the last four months I've been talking about shit because of VFriends yeah, Series yeah. 2 and VCon. Uh, I'm actually incredibly excited to kind of pop up and, um, and really get reacquainted with the overall market. Yeah, I think in the back, you know, when I hear that question from you, I think in the back of my mind, um, knowing that the World Cup is going to be happening, you know, in the winter, I kind of feel like, even like it was so easy for that to go from my subconscious to my words right now. Yeah. It's very clear to me that like, come Labor Day, end of the summer. I'll probably really dig in and like get a sense of like what do I want to do yeah, in yeah. anticipation because I think the so rare market um, really revs up in a significant way with that tournament. That's a good, yeah, first World Cup. A hundred percent. I mean, obviously, whoever you know explodes. You know, I think of I think of two or three World Cups back, Rodriguez. You know, like, mm. I, I, like the volley. Yeah, I mean, like think about what his so. Like, who's gonna be that this year? Like, who's gonna come out and pop in four goals in the first mm. two matches, and everyone's gonna rush to the to the blockchain and pick? Like, I'm like day trading proper football athletes on so rare during the World Cup is probably gonna be one of the real fun things at the mm. end of this year in all of collectible flipping. Yeah, there'll be the physical, you know, football cards as well, but the speed in which the blockchain mm. works, you know. Uh, somebody has a hat trick in round one, a young player that we all kind of have on the radar. Yeah. You know, <laughs> what do you, you know, how fast can you put Sterling's on eBay mm. versus just go and buy? Yeah, click, sell, click, That's sell. Right. And like the limited cards with the one of a thousands now, it's so much more liquid because the supply's there. Correct. And I think like for me, like the longer term play maybe, is I, I'm already looking ahead. I think a lot of people in the physical card market are in the soccer world at that 2026 World Cup, which is gonna be over here, which is collector's heaven. I think that's right. So if you're playing the long-term game, I'm like looking at these like young Americans and so on, and I'm thinking like, I know it's a long-term play and anything can happen. You know, but I think for me, like 2026, this is probably the biggest disconnect I have with the collectibles market. Even though I say it a thousand times, Mm. people are 98% day trading. Yeah. It's Wall Street day trading, which is amazing. You know, I don't get the judge. Mazel tov, live your life the way you want to. The reason I keep telling everybody, please do not buy the things that I buy. Like, I think 2026 is a short play. I really do. It's five seconds. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know if anybody remembers, what are we in, 2018? That was eight seconds ago. Yeah, yeah, You know, <laughs> yeah. you youngsters, 2018's like, you can remember a lot of things. It was yeah. 40 seconds ago. I and, didn't even make content then. And, and 20. <laughs> 26 is that close. Yeah. And so for me, I think your point is well taken. The America's World Cup, given the popularity growth of proper football in America, 
uh, over the last decade. I think, you know, I think the way Christian's playing in the European League, mm. like, you know, you just think about these things like, oh man, like, I think you're right. I mean, I think that is going to be a phenomenon. The, the bigger, like another huge factor for me is that so where announced, I don't even know if it was months ago or like six months ago, whenever, that two American sports are coming at some stage. They aren't confirmed mm. which two. Um, people out there probably know I don't. What's also, like, fun, that's about, huge for what's also fun about So Rare, from my perspective, is it's gaming. Mm. You know, it has an extra element than just collectability. Yeah. And as Web3 gaming grows up, you know, by 2026, could there be a blockchain native game that's very advanced that you play in the same way that you have an app for, think about television. For all of us in this room right now, it's incredibly native to open up a smart TV and click Hulu or Disney Plus or HBO Max. But maybe even for you four that I'm like are behind, well, you're hosting, but the three behind in production to speak to you four and then obviously the many more that are listening. It wasn't that long ago when the concept of like, how do you actually get to Netflix Mm. was kind of like a thing, right? Obviously now it's on the remote controls, it's so much more integrated, but like seven years ago, it was like, oh, you got to doubt, like, like there was a little something to it. Mm. Like probably this crew understood how to open a laptop and get there, but your parents didn't, which is very different than the way they do it now. Same now, playing a Web3 game is foreign. Mm. We don't do that yet. 2026, a Web3 game that's on the blockchain that is literally just downloadable. Like right now we play, let's call it spade a spade. We play PC or Xbox PlayStation. But you're, at, I'm sitting here and saying, hmm, in four years, could it just be an app on the smart mm. TV and now I'm playing the game for real and there's some sort of universal remote and now all of a sudden I'm playing a competitor to FIFA? You plug in your wallet, use your cards. It's coming. Mm. And uh, that interoperable kind of agnostic lack of friction Web3 gaming world is gonna change a lot of things and I think to your point, like it'll be interesting to see what those sports are and I think So Rare has, you know, there's a very big difference between a So Rare, you know, token and let's say a Crypto Strikers which was kind of its own kind of enigma mm. from years back but even some of the other stuff that we see on the marketplace, it is a utility mm. for another reason. I think as the gaming environment becomes even more uh, persuasive in the marketplace, I think those tokens have a real shot. Talk to me about that then, the utility, the gaming. You have some of the most powerful cards on the platform, you do, but you don't use them and you don't yield from them. Have you ever considered building a team? Have you ever considered loaning them out? Have you ever considered, do All you know? of the above. Meanwhile, I'm sitting here, you know, so, uh, somebody hit me up the other day, Gary, Gary you, you need to do more with your, this exact question. Yeah. On DM. I'm like. It's like the most frequently asked one under like my post about this. I replied to the person, I'm like, I haven't claimed my ape coin yet. I don't think people <laughs> yeah. understand how busy I am. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And how not motivated by money I am. This is dumb behavior. Nobody should do what I'm doing. Mm. And it's not because I've got money. I've always done this. Even like when I didn't have any money, when there was like, go there and get your 800 bucks because the bank over, like I, it would just sit there. Yeah, I'm so disproportionately, not properly focused on what I've got to do yeah. that a lot of times I don't do the best behaviors financially. Yeah. I haven't claimed my galaxy world of women. I have not claimed my skulls. I have not claimed, I haven't done shit. Mm. I, I'm like so behind because I was obsessed with the mission of 
Yeah, Friends yeah. Series 2, and Vayner X is exploding. Mm-hmm. 2022 has been a fucking cloud V-con. of... VCon, I mean, I've been in a fucking four-month cloud. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like... Well, when you come out of the cloud, you need to build a team. You know who to call. Respect. <laughs> I know exactly who to call. Something I've heard in a lot of your content is about how 99% of NFT projects are going to fail. That's right. Yeah, and I think it's prudent. It's really important to say that. Is so rare part of the 1% in your opinion? I don't think so. I think what's so rare candy uh, 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 top shot have is I have to get people to fall in love with the proactive piranha. This yeah, is gonna yeah. be a lot of work to get the world to love this guy. Nobody has to do shit to make people fall in love with Mbappe. Yeah, yeah. Mbappe <laughs> took care of yeah. that. So I think, you know, one of the reasons this so rare is in the other players in the in the game spend a lot of money to get rights mm. is because it takes care of that part. Yeah. So I, I think the collect sports collectibles are some of the most sound long, long-term plays, comma, sports is interesting. Board Ape, Cool Cats, World of Women, they're all the same with rarity and traits. One of the things that makes VFriends incredibly unique when people are like, what's the floor? Well, the floor's complex at BeFriends mm. because there's 268 characters, 235 in series two because I retired some. So the floor is mysterious because the ninja's floor is two ETH, but maybe the centipede's floor is 0.75. VFriends is the closest to sports cards. So Rare, I think, project has real legs given the mm. IP, but Mbappe is gonna play out differently than some other players. Yeah. yeah. So with so rare as a whole, I think is in a good spot. Top shot as a whole is in a good spot, but underneath it, ninety five percent of the players are gonna lose value. Yeah. They're not gonna be as good as we thought. God forbid some of the players that are even doing well might have a career ending injury. Yeah. That's sports. Yeah. Right. Bo Jackson was on his way to. I mean, he's a legend to begin with. He was really gonna do it in America. Yeah. Uh, Derek Rose basketball. He was a 20, under 25-year-old MVP. If he doesn't have those knee injuries, who is he? But it's, it's happening with players all the time now, like off-field drama. Ooh, there's a lot going on. In, there's a big, big the, Manchester United right. youngster that's, that's right. like, if, I mean, if his unique had sold in Surrey, you're talking hundreds of thousands. That's right. Gone. That's right. So like, it's real but, life. And the, 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 the alternative of that, or the counterpoint to that, is I suppose you can buy the players when they're young and then they become the Mbappes and the Hallands. But as you say, it's the small percentage, the tiniest percentile. So like, the large majority of the market's almost trending to zero. Some will remain collectibles, and it's about it's so rare about working on that IP and having the collectible aspect long Note, term. Notice what I bought. Yeah. Proving. I believe in my thesis. I yeah. mean, Felix, I think, was still a hair young for me to make that bet. That was more high risk, high reward, mm. but Mbappe was locked and loaded. Yeah. Mbappe can't stop. Nope. He's not slowing down. And Felix has sped up. Felix is doing really oh, good. Oh, trust me, after I dropped that bag on that, and I have a lot of Felix physical rookies, like, I really think he's got a lot of talent. But that's a little bit more of a high-risk game. Yeah, absolutely. With something like VFriends, it's obviously so heavily focused on the utility and, like, sort of the experiences with you and... Upfront. Yeah. That was... I wanted to show the world the possibilities of the blockchain. I knew mm. it was early and I wanted to show them. You can do a conference. It's like a blueprint. Yeah, I wanted to. I, I've actually been a little bit disappointed. I thought more people would follow the blueprint. Mm. I think it's so easy to make easy money by just printing collectibles yeah. that people haven't put in the work. And I don't begrudge that. It is what it is. 
Um, but that was to show the world a blueprint and to bring very clear upfront value. Mm-hmm. Meanwhile, I went a very different direction with series two. I did a very high volume collectible mm-hmm. by NFT standards, 55,000. And I did a utility that's really an IP extender. It is a physical box of cards that's getting yeah, shipped yeah. to everybody, which is a collect and compete game. We saw one today, we called them the Blicker Street. They've won on a little cabinet. Oh, that's the high end stuff. Oh, is that the different that's one? That's this one. Okay. That's the first zero cool, very high end kind of alpha. The one that's coming with the VFriend Series 2 will be hitting homes in June is called okay, Compete cool. and Collect. It's a game of war. I ranked all the characters and you buy your pack and then you flip it against your friend and like this character might have a score of 67 and this one might have 62. Kind of and tops you, Trump, top Trump. Yeah, it's kind of like it's war. Mm. It's a little bit of war. It's a, like a very rudimentary kind of card game. Like obviously the Magic, the Gatherings and Pokemon's like you had to really know how to play the game. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This one is buy a pack, open the pack, mix up the cards and just start flipping. Um, but that to me is IP extension, storytelling extension. Why should I love it? The perfect Persian cat, for example, in the game has the only perfect score of 75. So like it's now all of a sudden the Persian cat matters a little bit in my world. So um, with series two I went more with you know, IP collectability. Yeah. yeah. Um, and that's really what I'm up to. I'm far more trying to build Pokemon and Transformers and G.I. Joe and My Little Pony and Strawberry Shortcake than I am trying to make my NFT project about the utility. Yeah. But I wanna make real life utility a cornerstone. It's insane not to do that. It's actually yeah. insane not to take advantage of the blockchain. You should do both. Yeah. And that's what I want to ask you. Like so rare about leveraging those licensing deals, agreements, access. They've done things in the past where they give out like ticket cards, people to go to games in La Liga. Yes. They flew out a couple of fans to like a derby over there. They're giving out tickets here, tickets there. Like the the possibilities are endless in terms of what they can do with athletes. And that's where you get into the realms of priceless prizes. And people who, it, it's, it supersedes money. 100%. Like big time fans where money isn't a problem, they'll pay anything to get on that call with Mbappe in five years, you know? 100%. Today. And like, is it, do you think it's important for SoRare to kind of leverage that and go down that avenue as well? 100%. Yeah. I, don't, I don't think any NFT project of any serious merit should be or isn't thinking about how to take advantage of the blockchain's affirmation of ownership. Mm and how that is leveraged against off the chain experiences. You know, I think, you know, um, I think a lot of people talk about online and offline. I think the concept of off chain is going to hit the lexicon next decade. And I think it's gonna be even bigger because off chain is directly tied into ownership on chain, Mm. which is different than the way we use online and offline. Mm. Um, I think it's gonna be profound. Yeah, I'm, I'm so buzzing to see like what they do, you know, the experiences. I think well, at the, the world minute, is their oyster, right? The problem they, they seem to have from the outside at the minute is, and maybe you've experienced from this in the past with the companies you've worked with, where they went from zero to 100 real quick and they boomed and they went from, you know, talking to me on calls and me being one of the few people who made content or cared. I love that there were people there before me to a 4 billion valuation. Everyone expecting everything, everyone expecting it yesterday. And now there seems to be this lag where there's a lot of little pieces of groundwork for the like diehards like me who love the game, love the platform, play it every day. You know, from people like yourself who've invested, maybe watch from afar. Yes. It's it's different for us in the nitty gritty where like it's like this time distortion 
where we're here and we're expecting everything done like this. When things take time, it's like that hiring process. I feel at the minute they maybe don't have the the actual legs or legwork to avail they and have, fulfill. They, they haven't had the chance to. Yeah. The, like when you run a project of any success that has those kind of economics, it's very appropriate for audiences to want. Mm. I get it. Yeah, yeah. Uh, there's no confusion why Board Ape wants this and the So Rare wants that and Be Friends wants this. That makes sense to me. As someone who operates one of those big things, you're gonna have to tune out the noise and operate. Yeah. You know, I know what everybody wants from me. They want the value of the tokens to be higher. Mm. This is self-interest finance. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The best way I can do that is by building something real. Mm. To build something real, it takes time. Yeah. This is why I keep telling everyone, I'm like, V Friends is not a project for you if you want a day trade because I'm not gonna do things to pump the floor. Yeah. The 260 something floors, the you know, complex just, floor. It's just, <laughs> just not what I'm gonna do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And um, and I think the most interesting thing that I see with NFT projects right now is all these people in Web3 and NFT land love to make fun of governments for printing too much money. And the second they have any adversity or the floor drops down, they just start printing more NFTs. Mm. The hypocrisy is astonishing. Mm. So they're gonna create too much supply and inflation. And deflationary tactics is really what some of them should be thinking about, mm. but they don't have the stomach for the patience that's required to build it smartly. Yeah, yeah. In terms, right, a question I have, you kind of touched on it earlier, talking about the Netflix button on the remote, but like pie in the sky time. And you, you can go to Debbie Dinerville as well if you want, you can go and we can, we can shit on it, but where do you think SoRare could be in five years time if we go glass, glass half full? Glass Hat Full is very easy. It is the leading platform of of NFTs for the most popular sport in the world. Mm. And everything that entails. Outside of Crypto Strikers, which was an unofficial play and has its own you know, vulnerabilities of being unofficial, so rare has established the rookie NFTs of you know, the majority of proper football players in the world. Yeah, it's yeah. absurd. Yeah. It's a remarkable execution. If they if they were to introduce two American sports, which ones would you like to see? I'm assuming well, I'm it's huge, football, I mean, and basketball. football and basketball are my two favorite sports um, currently. Though baseball and hockey, ironically, were on equal footing in my high school years. The mm. only reason they're not in the same place is because the Yankees and the Rangers won championships, mm. and when my teams win a championship, I lose. I'm all about the climb. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so, but you know, I I think. I think, very honestly, every and any sport is interesting to me. I'm a huge boxing fan. I like, I love UFC. Who's your favorite fighter? Of all time? UFC, we'll say. It's tough because we rep a lot, so I can't go with favorite. Oh, okay. Vader Sports reps a lot of fighters, but it's funny. Actually, repping UFC fighters is the hardest thing I'm doing professionally because mm. they get knocked out and you love them. Yeah. I couldn't imagine watching Jason get knocked out. And they get knocked out. Oh, yeah. Stephen Militich, when he fought Nagano, got knocked out. Oh, game set match. Like and, and that is just like, it's one thing when it's like a violent knockout and you have no attachment. It's another thing when you're talking to the fighter and his wife last Thursday. You're like, good luck. Like, it's incredibly hard. Yeah. Um, that's a challenge. I think from a boxing standpoint, Pernell Whitaker, Aaron Pryor, Mike Tyson were Iran Barkley. Those are some of the names that I grew up loving. 
Amazing. I didn't really grow up with boxing. I don't know. I kind of got into UFC. I like to like... I know there's rules, but it's like, I don't know, a little bit grittier, a little bit more real or something for me. Well, it's not more real. It's it's more... Um, it's more... There's two things that, you, that MMA has over boxing. One, the... There's some, the, the thing I think that makes fighting very profound, similar to, um, you know, kind of, I think one of the things that makes soccer proper football really work is, and soccer proper football does not have the same thing that, um, that, uh, that uh, boxing, UFC, and overtime hockey have, mm. which is, there's something in a human's body that gets their adrenaline higher Mm. when they're into something, when it can end on a split second. I think the reason- You're you have, solely accountable. Well, it's it's more just shocking to the system. Mm. You're watching something and then it's over. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. And there's something about that adrenaline burst that fighting, boxing and UFC and MMA and overtime hockey does. Like overtime hockey, I get like nervous because I know in any second it's over. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, one of the reasons I really like soccer is it's not all the way there. Penalty kicks obviously changes that a little bit, but I like that a goal is devastating. Yeah, it matters. It matters. Big time. It fucking yeah, yeah, yeah. matters, you know? <laughs> yeah. The you know, and so like I really like that. It keeps you kind of like like, you know, when I get into the World Cup and fill out my bracket or get really into it, because I really do. I the last three or four World Cups I've been really into. Will you try and go to the one? And you know, it's funny. I'm thinking about going to Qatar for for a, for a match. I really am. Yeah. Yeah, I really am. I'm really. Be kind of I'm, surreal. It's a really tough time of year for me. October, mm. November, like December. You know, like December, like it's it's November, December. Like that's a very busy time. Mm. But um, but I'm gonna try. Um, I went in '94 when it was in the U.S. Oh wow. Yeah, way yeah, back yeah. when. I went to the Italy Ireland match in did Giant you? Stadium. I sure did. Did we win that one Miller? Sure did. Yeah, that's like a real historic thing. I should know that. Yes, it's <laughs> yeah, a real yeah. historic. They always talk about their songs with that. Yeah, that was like the year I was. I think I was like, it was on my first birthday. It was, and I. It was an amazing event. You know, I was born in the USSR in Belarus, and my father still talks about when the USSR made it to. I think the '68 Final Four. Yeah. And so, like, I had a little more soccer in my childhood than the normal 80s and 90s yeah. American kid. And then I was in the prime of my video game life when FIFA came out. Oh, and okay. I would argue that FIFA, cause I was there the first year FIFA came out for Sega Genesis. I would say that FIFA introduced the sport to the American mm. kid. It was unbelievable how much of an impact that, um, that game had. If you go to a match in the World Cup, you'll have to build a little so rare team to cheer. I think that's right. I tell you what, you see when you're watching a game and you've that, like the score ticking up oh, in your I know what fantasy sports is. I've been playing fantasy baseball since 1992. So. I, was, we were, I was at the Orlando City game the other night and you're sitting there and you see your guy pass the ball and you're like, point one. <laughs> point game, two. I mean, yeah. game, fantasy gaming brings so much interest into, uh, into uh, real life sports. I mean, gambling and fantasy have really elevated people's interest, even the passive, and I think, mm. um, uh, I think it's pretty cool. Right, we're gonna we're gonna play a little game to to wrap up. So let's say NFL comes. Who are the first three players Gary V buys? You can take personal. You can take the PC aspect in, or you can take the buy-in because they're like future well, goats. I mean, I've got to go Zach Wilson number one. He's our young quarterback. 
this is going to be the year where you get a lot of read on him because he's got a better offense. If whatever quarterback brings a championship to the New York Jets, he's going to be in an awfully good place because it's the New York market. Um, so I would definitely go with him. I would probably go with Jamar Chase. I think receivers are getting more and more juice. What a remarkable rookie year. He had an iconic rookie year. I'd go. I'd probably go there. And then I'd probably go Brees Hall and Michael Carter. I'd double up on my two running backs. So I'd probably go more Hart because they're young and they have yeah, a lot yeah. of upside, um, which is unusual for Jets football. Um, it's a really exciting uh, time, how young we are and how much talent we have around us. And so Elijah Moore, Garrett Wilson, we have like more young talent at the skill positions than we've ever had. So I'd go there. I love it. Basketball. R.J. Barrett. Yeah. But in basketball, I'd probably go Devin Booker. I'm very high on. I think he's got a lot, a lot in front of him. Um, I would go with R.J. Barrett. I think if the Knicks get good and he's a centerpiece, that matters. I, I think his game has gotten better each year and he's still extremely young. Um, so that'd be fun hometown stuff because I watch those games back to like yeah, using yeah. the utility. Uh, Booker for sure. Who's really young that I'm really excited about? Trey Young would probably be very much on my mind in that scenario. The last one, baseball. I don't know if you're a big baseball guy. I, I, no, I grew up a very big baseball. Uh, probably Wander Franco. Um, who's a, just a superstar in the making? Juan Soto, Ronald Acuna, the young bucks under twenty-five that I, or under twenty-seven that I think are really going to go there. Ronald Acuna, who does he play for? Atlanta Braves. I watched him last night. I thought I knew that name. Yeah, yeah. I went to my first baseball. No game. kidding. Yeah, how'd yeah. you enjoy it? Two home runs. Yeah, it was amazing. amazing. It's you know it's it's a it's a it's a fun sport to go to. Mm. It's a hair slow for most people. I thought it was going to be really slow, but actually they like pitch pitch yeah, pitch they've pitch. Sp- they've sped it up. Yeah. They've done little tweaks. They're getting better and better. I think they're going to I think they're making the sport better and better. And I think they're being conscious of what's needed for today's society. I think they've started to relinquish some of the romance and I think it's going to help the sport a lot. Right, we're going to finish it on this. You're going to be brought into like a podcast in joke, Gary. And I hope you're prepared because this is kind of left field. So, you're in a fine Italian establishment. I'm in a fine? Yeah, you're a really fine Italian establishment. Yes. And you're feeling a little bit peckish. Yes. You don't fancy a pizza, a little bit too carby for you. Yes. So you go for the significantly, probably the same amount of carbs, lasagna. Okay? So you have a lasagna in front of you. And the waitress brings down a side of coleslaw. Yes. How does that make you feel? Tremendous. Talk to me. Well, Sell it uh, to the people, because I get a lot of haters for this. Oh, interesting. I... I'm a pickle and ice cream man. Let me explain. <laughs> my my pa- my palate my palate in the way that I can go from mm. sweet to savory, back to sweet, back to savory, <laughs> with no transition needed. Yeah. I will literally, literally eat a full meal, have dessert, and then if I'm still hungry, within five minutes of having dessert, we'll go to the fridge, open it, and eat a pickle. Oh, or have, have a pickle olives. water. Yeah, I love pickle water. I've never had it. Oh, it's fantastic. So lasagna and coleslaw, though I assume the reason you get some heat on that is it doesn't seem to pair. Trendsetters are generally get hit. And whenever yeah, and, you go out eating stuff like that. You know, as one of the great trendsetters of our generation, um, <laughs> I, uh, <laughs> I I very much understand it. Like, yeah. but, I, but I think it would be delicious. Yeah, no, you should honestly try it. I will try it. Though, Please do. You know, lasagna is Please not photo. lasagna is not my pasta of choice. Me neither. Uh, but there's a lot of different pastas 
that I would have before. Yeah. Um, I'm conscious of your time, but what's your favorite pasta then? I'm, I like a mushroom sauce. What, what, what's my favorite pasta topping? Like sauce? If you had to pick a pasta dish. Oh, a pasta dish. You know, penny vodka is like always- I've never had vodka in Oh, that's in a pasta. huge mistake of your part. Um, I, a classic, classic spaghetti and meatballs with heavy bolognese sauce, interested. Mm. What's the, Secavelli, like there's some, uh, I don't know, like the like tight little, not a bow tie, but they're like tight little swirls. Fus- not fusily, are they? No. They're... I'm bad with pasta names, it's hurting me in this moment, but um, really, I really like it. It's the one with the peas. Oh, I, you know what I really like? Spaghetti and clam sauce, like white clam sauce with clams, very high. I, in general, am pretty into pasta. Like, I really like it. Mm. Like, a lot. <laughs> I haven't been really eating much in the last five to seven years as I've like tried to learn the carbs, protein, sugar. Like, I've, I've, I'm far, I'm, I've become educated, unfortunately, because of Mike and Jordan. They've got me educated mm. on this shit, and so I've been a little bit more selective. But let me loose on some pasta. I'm fucking into it. I love it. Well, Gary, look, it's been an absolute pleasure. Thanks, Thanks a million for, for your time. I really appreciate it. Best of luck with Vcon. Thank you, brother. And everything else.